and welcome back. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 80. We are at 80 right now. I just want to apologize real quick. It has been about a week since we have had a show. A lot of things going on. Coronavirus is kind of uh, been whooping us all down, including Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And a lot of family things have been going on. Uh, luckily, they seem to be pushed aside or in a part that we do not have to be worrying about things. So, thank you for coming back. Listen to Edge of URC Podcast. We will try not to take any breaks like that ever again. Maybe through holidays, we will do a better job of notifying if there's going to be a break in shows. No doubt about that. But for the foreseeable future, we are going to push hard. I have about 13 or 14 interviews in the bank, waiting to be unloaded on you guys, waiting for you to hear some awesome conversations, and we are going to start right now, today, Friday, May 8th, with Hall Senior Marshall Walk. It was awesome talking to him, he's been on the show before, comes back again, unfortunately is not going to be on the track stage or the podium like he has been every other year and it's kind of heartbreaking a lot of heartbreaking again great kid great guy to talk to and i'm glad to have him on the show we talk a little about everything talk about the last dance him not being able to get back at the high school track stage whether it's the state meet or weekly invitationals or anything like that we talked about his love for the outdoors he is an avid fisherman and hunter. We talk a lot about that. Just a great dude to talk to and glad to have him on the show. Since we haven't been around for a week, I know you didn't forget about us because you're listening again. We appreciate that again. Love the support always. On social media, hit us up. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. If you have questions, suggestions, anything you want to talk about, send us an email edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com and there's many outlets that you can listen to Edge of Your Seat Podcast Spotify, Apple Music iTunes and Google Music please follow us like us, review us on all of those sites we definitely appreciate that as well when we did speak to Marshall it was quite a few weeks ago it was April 21st the day that IHSA decided to cancel the state tournaments. Since then, all things have happened. We're talking about opening states back up. Obviously, school has been done. They're not going back to school. Pritzker said, hey, you might even think about preparing for the e-learning, learning online at home, even for the beginning of the fall. So a lot of things are getting pushed back. Everything is canceled. Anything that was happening this summer, if you had plans, you know you're not going which is very unfortunate, but that's where we're at. Still trying to deal with this COVID-19 and kill it. I know everybody is getting sick and tired of it, no doubt. We all are, but at the same time, health and safety should be number one priorities for everybody, whether they're your family and friends or not your family and friends, because they all have loved ones just like you do. Not going on another COVID-19 spiel. I think I've went on a lot of those, and I think that had a part to do with the break just this COVID-19 has overwhelmed everybody and you know, put us in a mental head game that we don't really like to be in. But it's getting sunny out, smile, talk to the people that love you. I know that is what Edge of Your Seat Podcast did. 
great friends and family. Everybody's got something to have your back. If you need to reach out, get in a bad mental state, make sure you do that. Make sure. Get back to the happy, the smiles, doing what you love to do. Something else that can make you smile is looking at your home and being proud of the improvements that you've invested in. With this time of quarantine, because of COVID-19, you may start to see a few things that do need those updates. Whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction is here to help. The family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows and doors, deck designs, remodels, and garage and room additions. Owner Keith Miles has been in construction for over 10 years and is willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. The company can also be contacted on the Facebook page, Olson Construction LLC, or by email, olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Mentioned that Marshall Walk spoke about The Last Dance. When we talked to him, only the first two episodes have aired since then. Episode 3, 4, 5, and 6 have aired. We already discussed 3 and 4. 5 and 6 came out on Sunday. We are just a couple days away from 7 and 8. 5 and 6 were interested in some things that I really wanted to hear. Being from Illinois, we know about Michael Jordan's greatness and he's the greatest player and all that other stuff. Don't want to call it stuff and act like it's nothing. We just talk about it a lot on here. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. In my mind, the greatest basketball player of all time. And I've used words that he said, phrases that he said, his determination, his drive. I've used him as a role model to get me to places that I've been in life, to get me to different job opportunities, to keep pushing my level of education or whatever it was that I was doing, I looked at him as somebody to help me get there. Obviously not personally. I've never met him, never shook his hand. But that determination, that drive to better himself, to be the GOAT, I have soaked every bit of that in. Uh, it's not got me crazy places, but it's got me in a great way of life. And I love how he has influenced me. Hopefully he's done that for other people, younger people, older people, people in the middle, people that didn't even watch sports before. We are seeing what that has done, what it was able to do for him, his drive, concentration, focus to get to do things that he wanted to do. Six championships, everybody calls him the greatest of all time. He's in the Hall of Fame and we can continue to roll out the accomplishments it would take me all day. But there's always a bad story or a dark cloud over absolutely everybody. There is a dark cloud over God himself. People talk bad about God. So why would they not talk bad about Michael Jordan, right? Gambling problem, gambling addiction. We used to hear this all the time. And I was, I guess, too young to pay attention to the media then to understand what was going on. I didn't even hear about oh, Michael Jordan was a bad gambler until I was a little bit older. Because when this was happening in 92, 93, 94, I'm eight years old, nine years old, seven years old, you know, in that realm, depending on what year you want. I was born in 1985, so around that time. 
I was a kid. I had no nothing except that he was a great basketball player, and I watched games. That was it. I didn't know anything else. But you heard about it. So I wanted to see like the live information that was happening at that time. And I'm glad they did it. They were showing the ESPN clips talking about Michael Jordan gambling. They were showing that Jordan disowned the media after just joking around and like answer every media request. He was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Now you want to pick me as a bad guy because I do something for fun? And he went into this gambling deal about how his hobby, he would bet on golf matches that he played in or throwing quarters in a cup with security guards, gambling with friends over things that they were doing themselves. I don't know how you look at gambling. I mean, I do stuff like that. Not at that big of money. Not a lot of people have that money. But that's another thing. He had that money. What's he going to do with it? He has a house. He has a pool in his house. He has a basketball court in his house. He has everything that he wants. He has the really nice cars. He has all that. But he's a competitive person. You do not become the GOAT of the NBA and basketball world round forever of all time not being a competitive person. Not saying gambling is the best way to go about it. But he's gambling on himself. Like, hey, I'm going to hit this 190-foot driver or whatever. But I don't really know golf like that. <laughs> well, I'm going to hit this shot and you're not going to be able to do it in two strokes or whatever he wants to do and put some money on it. What's wrong with that? How many of you guys have sat at a table and put money on Texas Hold'em or throw some dice, Ship Captain Crew? If you're in Illinois, in Northern Illinois, and you have not played Ship Captain Crew, you lived in a closet, you were born under a rock. Everybody has played Ship Captain Crew. Throw in a few dollars, roll some dice. That's all he's doing, just on a bigger scale. So now that I've looked at it, read it, saw the reactions, he's never changed the way he was about it. I really have no problem with it. He's got the money. He never got into like serious debt. He owed some dude some money, wrote him a check. <laughs> like, okay, here you go. And that's how it all started because the guy that he wrote the check to was being charged of some crimes and Michael Jordan's name popped up because he was on a check. Like, he cannot determine this guy's background and what he's doing outside of it. I mean, you probably knew he was a shady character. If you're gambling and there's money around, of course there's going to be shady characters. No doubt. Again, I'm not saying go gamble all your money. I'm not saying yes. Every time you do something, throw money on it. But if Michael Jordan wants to do that, or anybody else, you yourself, me myself, you have the money and you want to bet on yourself, go ahead. And we're not in sports. So if I wanted to bet on a team with my friends, and I guess you can do it legally now, like, hey, I think the Bulls are going to win this game and throw money on it, I can do that personally. There's nothing wrong with that, especially now. Michael Jordan didn't do that. He didn't bet on the Bulls. He did not pull Pete Rose and put money on his own team, his own games. He did not do that. At least we have no evidence that he did that. If there was evidence that he did that, then we're talking about a whole different ball game here. But that's not what it was. It was him betting on himself to get extra motivation, extra drive to see if he could do something on the golf course or whatever. Not even on the basketball court. Again, as far as we know. I was interested to see if they were going to talk about that because this is Michael Jordan. He has always been about his image. You could see when this was going on in the early 90s and they're talking about him gambling 
He shut down from the media. He's like, I'm not talking to them. They want to make me out to be the bad guy. They can do that on their own time. They're not using me as evidence against myself. He didn't say those words exactly, but that's how he came off as. He's not the director of The Last Dance's 10-part docuseries, but he is highly, highly involved. Like, he is a big piece of this. Without him, his interviews, his testimonies of what is going on, they don't air any of this. This does not happen. So I wanted to know, he's in it. He does worry about his image. He's a big part of this documentary. What were they going to show? Were they going to get into the gambling and how it went down? Were they going to say, hey, this is why he left the team for those two years when he semi-retired? Well, I guess 18 months. I was really interested, and I thought that went about it well. I mean, I'm a Jordan supporter, so I don't have that other side or that perspective like, oh, he should have never been let back or anything like that. But again, they don't have evidence that he betted on NBA games. or So, I mean, you have to have evidence first, in my opinion. And again, if they did have evidence, it would be a whole different story and Michael Jordan wouldn't be known as the GOAT or what he is now. He'd be known on the same level as Pete Rose. But I'm still loving the docuseries. Episode 3 was probably my least favorite. No disrespect to Dennis Rodman, but a bunch of stuff that I already knew, already read about, already, you know, already, already, everything. Now we're getting the stuff that I really wanted to know more in depth, and it's awesome. I'm glad we have these every Sunday, and I will definitely be tuned in to 7 and 8 on Sunday night. Also in the sports world, few days old now, but Mitchell Trubisky, the Chicago Bears said, no, we're not going to give you that fifth year option. And pretty much saying like, hey, it's going to be your last year, then you're going to have to find somewhere else to go. I think it's a smart move, but they don't have anything else in place besides Nick Foles. You didn't give the kid false hope. Like, hey, we're going to sign you. You're going to come back. You're going to be our starter. It's just this one year under Nick Foles to see where your game develops. They're seeing things that they're not happy with. They traded up to get him with the second pick, and he has not played anywhere near that. Yes, he had to take over a team pretty early in his career. He didn't start the first game as a rookie, but he came halfway through the season and has started ever, ever since. But he's not played well. He's shown signs of, of solid. Signs of solid. But he has no accuracy. The things that he was doing in college with his legs, he's only doing here and there. His judgment is not very good. He will look at one receiver for three seconds and then he gets hit. He did not see the guy that was wide open right to his left. Just little things like that that make a quarterback good. And then you expand on that stuff and then you become awesome and then great. And then the levels continue. He has not progressed. So I don't know why you would sign a guy give him more money than you already have and not be happy with them more than you already were happy with them. So I think that's a good decision. The only bad part is, again, they don't have anybody coming in. They didn't draft another quarterback at the draft. They have Nick Foles. So are they waiting? Are they waiting for next year's class and be like, hey, we'll get a quarterback here? Or maybe halfway through the season, they try to do a trade and get another quarterback to come in. I don't know, but this is obviously something to watch. Because what is going to happen? You can't just rely on Nick Foles. I would love to. I think he's got awesome talent. But he's also got a glass body, gets hurt, and you don't know if he's going to be there. That's the problem with NFL quarterbacks. You start to show a history of getting hurt 
then that's the stigma that's going to be on you. And Nick Foles definitely has that stigma. Just like Trubisky has the stigma of not being very good and not showing that he can pick up things and advance his game. So, definitely interested to see what happens with Chicago Bears quarterbacks. If we can get a solid quarterback, decent play, game in, game out, consistency, it's going to be very, very hard to beat the Chicago Bears. I really think so. They added depth to the receiving core, drafted the tight end Cole Komet from Notre Dame, Big, strong, solid guy that can run pass routes. He has good hands, can catch the ball. They added defensive depth. They got big guys for the line. Like, they added stuff. They put putting in more pieces. They brought in some veteran guys before the draft. Jimmy Graham, tight end. Maybe, probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I would say he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So they're putting pieces around and already had a great defense. It was probably top five last year. The year before, it was one or two. They're continuously putting pieces in those places, but we have to have a quarterback. We don't have to have John Elway, Steve Young, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman. We don't have to have a Hall of Fame quarterback. We just have to have a quarterback that can play the game and not make a ton of mistakes. I don't want to say a game manager, but if we have to get a Kerry Collins-like or a Trent Dilfer-like or something like that, then do it. I know it's way easier said than done, but that's what they need to be looking for because we have not had anything like that in a while. Mitchell Trubisky is not the answer. So definitely interested to see what happens. Well, that's all we're going to do with the intro. want to thank Marshall Walk once again for being on the show. Great guy, great guest, awesome conversation you're about to hear. Thank you guys for being patient. Sorry about the week break, but we're back. We'll be back pretty steady for quite a while. Lots of conversations, lots of stuff to get to. So, until next time, which will be tomorrow, Saturday, got a great guest lined up in Jennifer Castle Escatel. She was on once before. She is a nurse from Northern Illinois who is in Manhattan, New York, fighting COVID-19, the coronavirus, day in and day out. She came back once again to share some more stories with us and things that are going on with this virus that has shut down the country for about two months now. So come back on Saturday to listen to her. She is awesome. She's very funny. We joked around a lot. There is a lot of laughs amidst the virus conversation. So please come back to listen to that. Until next time, peace. So the first time was cool. So then we brought him back for a second time. And that was probably even cooler now we have Marshall Walk, senior at Hall High School, back for the third time, unprecedented, at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Marshall, what's up, man? What's going on? Thanks for coming back, man. This is going to be a crazy conversation. We're going to go all over the place. Are you ready for that? Of course. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to start with the awesome stuff and then end the podcast on some sour stuff or go vice versa? Yes, we'll... We'll start it with the good stuff. All right, let's do it. So first, we're talking about good stuff. We have to talk about The Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls docuseries from the 97-98 season. You were born in 2002, which would have been four years after that. So you did not get to see any of this in person or live or on TV while it was going on. So being able to watch this 
what did it make you think of the Chicago Bulls? I mean, it was just like, I've always heard stories and stuff growing up. You know, they talk talking about how Jordan and the, the Bulls and all that were just an unbelievable team, you know. He kind of brought the team together and everything. I'd watch highlights and stuff like that, and I always knew he was, you know, best basketball player of all time, you know, hear the talk and that. And, but after watching that documentary, I mean, it was pretty sweet, like, just seeing how everything, like, was pieced together and then how he came in and made an impact so early and just everything he brought to the team as a young player. And then the people who he played with that, like, helped him. And it was just crazy, like, how, how everything just worked out and how well they did just everything together after seeing the first two episodes of the docuseries what do you think about michael jordan now compared to what you did beforehand i honestly learned like a lot about like him himself himself like as a player and a person after watching that when he was a young player and he got drafted and everything uh the bulls were kind of organization that was kind of like falling you know up until that point and players on his team that were doing some stuff that was not very uh not very good and he just like kept his composure and did his thing and made an impact on the team and then people started seeing that he was really about it and then you know pulled through with him and they had a great team and a bunch of success i think you're referring to the cocaine bulls (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did not know that either when they brought that up i'm like this can't be serious yeah, I know. That's crazy. So, obviously, you're a competitor. You played football, and you're on the track team with Hall. What did you think of Michael Jordan as a competitor? I mean, I don't know if you've heard any of the stories of how, you know, competitive he was, and, you know, he had that killer instinct, things like that. But now you're getting to see what he did and how he went about his business. What do you think about that when it comes to Michael Jordan? I really like how he pretty much set a name for himself when he was young. First-round draft pick, you know. There's obviously a lot, like, riding on him. Everyone wants to see him do great, but he's got to prove himself. That's just, like, a big thing. Like, you come up, high school athletics, you're trying to get onto the varsity team. You got to make your mark. You got to show everybody that you can play the position. You know, you can work work apart in the team. And, I mean, I really like how he just did his thing and got noticed, you know, showed out in practice, made it there himself, and then people just, like, saw that and respected it and then played along with him, and it just was a great era because of that no doubt no doubt when it comes to basketball who do you call your favorite player i'd probably say michael jordan and i ask that because i've asked probably 15 to 20 kids on this podcast and in my journalism career in general which has been 15 years i have probably asked 100 150 200 reasonable numbers maybe even more i don't know but we'll we'll go with 100 and i want to say 90 to 95 of those 100 have all said Michael Jordan, no matter how old they are. That's insane. To be able to have people call you the greatest of all time, and it is way past your career. You've been retired for quite some time, and they all still think of you as the greatest of all time. That's got to be something that's insane. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But it could be because of the day and age we're in, because you can go and watch clips. You can go back and see everything that Jordan's done. If you think about the players before him, Oscar Robinson, Pete Maravich, Bill Russell, people like that, that may be in the conversation or, you know, talked about as a great player. We can't really watch clips of them like we can Michael Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Not really many reference points compared to when technology was starting to get better and everything. I mean, now you can just go on YouTube and type in MJ best moments or great plays or anything like that and 
you'll get two hours of video, you know? Like, anything you want to see is just there. I've tried to put in Marshall Walk, greatest plays. <laughs> I got a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great athlete you are, though, sir. That's kind of my transition into talking about what is going on in Illinois. We just had the meeting today with IHSA, and they have canceled all spring state tournaments, which means there is no spring sports, and students are not going back to school to finish out the year. You are a senior. You have made plenty of state track appearances, and now you're not going to get that opportunity. Not only appearances, but you've also won medals. On relay teams, you guys won two state championships last year, which was insane to be there and be a part of. And you've also won individual medals. Now you will not have the chance to go and try to do that again. I know that has to be burning inside you. Yeah, it's just, I mean, just the past three years have been amazing. You know, all the experiences, you know, getting faster every year, you know, relationships with people on other teams and then, building up our our own relays and just our teams in general. It's a lot of work in the making to get a state championship relay together. Training in general, getting to where you need to be, and just all the work combined put together. And, I mean, we won our state championships last year, which was the main goal, but everybody always remembers their senior season of track, you know, football, baseball, basketball, whatever sport they play. And, you know, that's something that sticks with them for the rest of their lives. And it's just really unfortunate that all of us spring sport athletes won't get to have that opportunity to have memories from their senior seasons. Have you, you know, Snapchatted or Facebook message, text people that you know from, you know, other track programs and that you've met, you know, throughout the years and kind of talk to them about this? Yeah, I've been I've been talking to a few of my few of my buddies that are seniors and stuff and even a couple other kids that are a little bit younger that were uh also up on the podium last year you know that have been working really hard i mean it just sucks for everybody a team that i especially feel for over any other team morrison because they have had their relay of starting off as four freshmen keegan anderson kobe brockemeyer and a couple other kids that they've just been they've been working on for well, four years now and they've made it to state since they were freshmen they've meddled at state since they were freshmen sophomores and this year was when they're really looking forward to take it up, taking it all home. And just like that, it's all done with no closure, you know, not knowing of anything that you could have potentially achieved this year. I got into a car accident my senior year, and I was a basketball player, and I did not get to finish playing because I was in a wheelchair. I kind of did that to myself, but, you know, I understand not being able to play when you want to play, and you're not going to have another opportunity to. So I feel for you, man. Yeah, for sure. The only thing you can think about is that it's not just you. It's every senior's in the same boat. I mean, college, professional athletes, everybody has to deal with this. So, I mean, you can't be selfish about it, and you got to understand that everybody's feeling the same pain. So, I mean, it just comes down to the fact that it really just is what it is. I think that's a good way to look about it because, I mean, you can't do anything to change it, so what else are you going to do? Exactly. And one plus side of this that I've just been telling myself now for the past, like, two, three months after I kind of figured that this was going to happen, you know, is the fact that what would I have done if this were to have happened last year? Say our season got cut short because of this last year, knowing that we could potentially win a state championship in a relay 
with the relay that we had finally put together after three years of trying. Just all that work and all that effort, and then possibly not even having a season, and then just all of that just not happening. So that's one good way of looking at it, that we still had our chance to have success last year. We won two state championships, and that's almost unheard of. Just the fact that we got to live through that and got to experience that greatness, you kind of can't be mad that this year it isn't exactly how you wanted it to go. So in other words, you're thankful of the opportunities you have had. Still disappointed that you can't do it again, but realizing like, hey, I was there, I got to do that. Correct. Another good way to look at things. Oh, yeah. So you're not only fast, you're, you know, you got a good head on your shoulders too, my friend. <laughs> yep. Speaking of having a good head on your shoulders, that obviously comes a little bit from education. How has it been not being able to even be in school your senior year and not doing the normal classroom routines and going through the normal process of being a high school senior? You know, not going to lie, the last couple months of school, like December, January, we're really getting to us, you know, us seniors. Senioritis is starting to kick in. You're kind of getting sick of it. You kind of want to be done. But then all of a sudden... It is done, and then you start thinking to yourself, did I really want it to be done? You know, I never thought I would say this, but I actually miss school and miss seeing my buddies every day, miss hanging out with them. I honestly miss just, like, being in the classroom. Like, I know I always said online school, online homework would be so much easier to do, not have to worry about anything, really. But I totally miss being in the classroom and seeing my buddies and just hanging out and kind of sucks not being being able to do that anymore has there been any talks with your friends or anything like that about plans after this quarantine from the coronavirus is over like what you guys plan to do get togethers anything like that i mean yeah the guys always talking about talk about like hanging out and stuff like that like the buddies in our football group chat we all want to get together and hang out because we haven't seen each other in a while yes just pretty much the fact of when that'll be though like not really having any set in stone information on when or if any of this will end so we kind of just got to go with the flow and see where it goes from there while we sit here and wait this stuff out but well there's another positive you can take you actually got to finish the football season at least yeah that's very true I, i can't even imagine not being able to finish that i've got buddies up in wisconsin and they actually they had one more basketball game to play and then that would send them on to state and they had won their basketball game this night and they beat the number one team in the state and the next game would have been their their key to going to state and a half hour after the game they're sitting in the locker room and the wisconsin board of athletics or whatever canceled all all winter sports like further from that point on so i mean that would just really suck like having everything built up from the season playing all along then beating the number one team in the state then not being able to play on and not being able to have closure is just i feel like that would suck more than even not having a season to begin with definitely definitely i think we've gotten pretty somber here we need to change some topics <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that coronavirus let me tell you Besides The Last Dance, have you checked out any other stuff on TV that has been any entertainment at all? Uh, I've just been, you know, I've been watching a lot of Netflix, some YouTube, been fishing a lot and shed hunting. Other than that, you know, just sitting here bored. I watched all of Ozark on Netflix in about three days, 
which is pretty bad because it's about, let's see, it's about 30 hours worth of TV. So that was a little much, but. That's a lot of TV. It's a lot of TV. (laughs) (laughs) I have noticed on Facebook photos and stuff like that, it seems like you are an avid hunter and fisherman. Oh, yeah. Things that you obviously enjoy. Oh, yeah, I'm a big, big outdoorsman. I guess another positive kind of of not having school right now is that I finally get a little bit more time to, you know, be outside, do some fishing, walking through the woods, you know, looking for sheds, mushrooms, whatever it may be. You know, I've always had track practice and school all day and then busy weekends where I either have a invitational meet or I want to finally sleep in because I've been so tired throughout the week. But now without having anything really going on, it's kind of opened the uh, outdoors aspect up a little bit. So gotten a little bit more time outside and I guess doing another thing that I love other than sports. So that's okay. Definitely, definitely. What are your favorite things to do outside? Hunting, fishing, duck hunting, deer hunting are my two go-tos. And then fishing in the spring or whenever it gets nice, you know, just pretty much anything. I do not know much about guns or hunting equipment other than stuff on Call of Duty, but I highly (laughs) doubt that you're using a rocket launcher for a duck. Yeah, no. No M4A1s and (laughs) RPGs and out in the woods (laughs) (laughs) so what are you usually using for hunting purposes um i use well for deer hunting i have a a matthews compound bow and then for my go-to duck hunting gun is just a remington 870 just a pump shotgun pump 12 gauge nice this last hunting season how many ducks did you get uh it's kind of hard to say we've got blind and duck blind out in the middle of a lake and we hunt usually like four to five guys every day. So I want to say our our kill this year, our final kill was like probably around 160. We go snow goose hunting and stuff down south, southern Illinois and all that. And just we kind of just are all over the place and always keep them busy during the duck and goose hunting seasons. So 160, that means that you had 158? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell the other guys that. Be like, all 158 of those are me. Yeah, I've got I've got the hot corner too, so I I get a lot of action down there. So nice. Stay, stays fun. When you said that you guys travel down south and stuff, where in Southern Illinois did you go? One of our guys in our duck club that we hunt with has property. He's got a a pit in the middle of a cornfield for snow goose hunting, and he's got spreads of about 10,000 decoys out there. So we sit in, sit in these pits that are, that are underground, like about six foot underground. And then we're just in the middle of this big decoy spread of like 10,000 decoys. They've got these electronic callers and everything that are screaming at the geese when, whenever they're around. It gets crazy. He's got, a, he's got a few spots down south, though. Gotcha. I love Southern Illinois. I went to college at SIU in Carbondale, so I got to see the nature and beauty out there. It's an awesome spot. Yeah, for sure. Not that Northern Illinois isn't cool, too, but it's cool to be in different spots. Yeah, definitely. And what is really weird about Illinois is, like, it's almost two different states when you're northern to southern. It is really weird. It is. It's like Southern Illinois has, like, mountains and trees, (laughs) and Northern Illinois has flat fields and... Fields. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
Plant fields and fields. And corn. <laughs> a lot of corn and beans. Yep, that's about it for sure. Marshall, it is always a pleasure to speak with you. We talked about a few different things, got some hunting in, unfortunately, corona, canceling, spring sports and stuff, but it seems like you have a good head on your shoulders and staying okay in this crazy time. Just want to give you a special thanks and shout out for joining this show, not once, not twice, but three times. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. You know that I'm going to keep asking to come back, see how many times we can rack this up. (laughs) Sounds good.